Welcome back to Cardinal Lowry, episode number 88, and we have just kicked off college football, as many of you know, it's probably watched over this Labor Day weekend. Happy Labor Day to you all. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Sam Carter. Sam, how's life? Pretty good, you know, chilling. All right, the opening question for today is, if you were, you know, had earned a doctorate at a university, would you, what level, like, how many people are in your circle that don't have to call you doctor? Um, you know, obviously my parents and my siblings. Um, right. Which gives like a rough estimate of a number. I'm going to say, I'm going to say probably 10 or 15 people. 10 or 15? Yeah. I mean, I have that many close friends, I feel like, that I. And everybody else has got to call you Dr. Dr. Carter. Dr. Carter. Yeah. Wow, I would say mine is going to be like 50, but that's 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 uniquely aggressive. All right, um, so let's jump right into it. We're starting it off with a little bit of MLB and talking about uh, last night, uh, talking about our teams respectively and kind of the race as a whole. Uh, the AL wildcard race is obviously the biggest story in baseball. And last night, the Mariners took on the White Sox, uh, but it was uh, Lynn, uh, you know, the pitcher for the White Sox was just incredible. Uh, you know, seven scoreless innings, and the White Sox do defeat the Mariners 3-2. to two. Uh, Andrews for the White Sox with two for four with two ribbies. Um, the Orioles had a critical doubleheader yesterday, and they got swept in that, uh, losing last night uh, to Bichette uh, for Toronto with three home runs and five ribbies in one game. Berrios gets the win to ten and five, and the Blue Jays win eight to four. Sam, you know, obviously, you have ten games left against the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. but this has got to hurt a lot. You know, what is the what is the feeling in the in the heart of Sam Carter? I mean, the playoff hopes are waning. Um, you know, it stinks uh, after having such a, you know, uproar in the past few weeks. Um, and, you know, of course it's the Blue Jays, the team just ahead of us. I mean, it can't be like anyone else. Right, you know, those two critical games. Uh, but they will play them, you know, over the next two days, two times in a row. So maybe, you know, if you know, Orioles to come back, they'll get back to being down just two and a half and still have eight games remaining against the Blue Jays on the season. So whether it's a will, it's a way. Uh, Aaron Judge hit his 54th home run uh, last night and is now just seven away um, from tying Roger Maris's record. Um, that is for non-people who are – you know, never been alleged of committing uh, substance abuse of, of performance-enhancing drugs. And Albert Pujols is just five career home runs away from passing the 700 mark on one of the greatest right-handed bats of all time in his swan song season. Uh, let's, you know, let's the all, you know, that's kind of it. All is being laid on the line. Uh, still, obviously, there's some playoff changes here, so we'll have some extra games. But, um, you know, great, feel good story around baseball there. And then... We turned to college football, and, you know, it was an incredible weekend of incredible games. And, you know, I'm just going to take it to Sam on, you know, what was this weekend like? And you had it so spread out. You know, how do you, how do you, how do you rank this, you know, weekend? Um, you know, I rated a – I'm going to say 9 out of 10. Um, it, it can't really get much better. Um, you know, maybe you look for that Georgia game to be a little closer. Um, but all the games that I'm interested that I was interested in 
were great games. Um, so, yeah, great weekend. Yeah, and I'm going to do a little bit of my Stuart Scott impression of I got four great games, all of them including an ACC team. So I'm going to break down kind of the scoring plays. And we first, we kick it over to North Carolina App State, the most anticipated game, you know, in Boone, uh, you know, since, you know, they went up to that big house and got that victory all the way back in 07. Um, but, you know, just the fourth quarter was crazy. App State scoring, you know, you know, 40 points in the fourth quarter alone. And so here's the final uh, three minutes. You got DJ Jones with a 42-yard pass from Drake May. You know, he's been a sensational player. I think he's got a chance if the Toyos are able to, you know, kind of sneak in with that, like, an 8-4, and 9 at the record. He has a chance to be AC Player of the Year. Uh, Deshaun Davis uh, catches a t- touchdown pass uh, to cut it to one, uh, but the two-point pass goes just over his head. I mean, I, that was just unbelievable, the moment. And thinking the game was over, I mean, everyone thought the game was over with 31 seconds left. And then – um, on the onside kick, uh, Bryson Nesbitt returns it all the way back for the touchdown. The game is over. But wait, uh, with nine seconds left, Caden uh, Robinson catches a 26-yard pass uh, to bring it within two again. And another mix missed uh, two-point conversion. So North Carolina survives and goes 2-0, and going 63-61 to in a, you know, I mean, those are like, I mean, golf scores. I mean, there's no comparison at all. Uh, Drake May with going 24 for 35, 352 yards, four passing touchdowns. Uh, UNC will take on Georgia State next, and um, Appalachian State will take on Texas A&M. So, Sam, uh, obviously you're cheering for App State, but what are the overall impressions of the game and of Drake May? Um, first off, you know, I have a brother at App State. You know, my mom went to Carolina. Where does my allegiance lie? This time I chose to cheer for App State. Um, you know, it didn't come into fruition, but um, I think, you know, Drake May had an outstanding game as he, like the accuracy is like next level, um, you know, to be his, this is being his first season starting. Right. Um, just incredible game by him. But also, shout out to App State. Uh, 40 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's incredible. Facing adversity. You know, both teams faced adversity this game. And I think did a great job handling that. Yeah, and I mean, it really exposed UNC's secondary. Uh, at my lunch table today, a kid said that he thought, you know, not a varsity athlete, you know, he plays soccer. Um, he's a pretty athletic guy. He thinks that he could play, you know, safety better than some of the UNC guys. But they really got to clean up that, uh, you know, that uh, that defense before the Georgia State game. And then you have to go and host Notre Dame in three weeks. So you know, a lot of excitement in Chapel Hill, though, to be two and zero and to beat App State and kind of take that, you know, game. A lot of people in App State thinking this is going to be our kind of moment, get that signature win on the season. But it didn't happen because of my man Drake May coming out of Myers Park, even though we recruited him. And then we move it over to the Clemson game. You know, I would do highlights on this, but this was just an absolute, just demoralizing, you know, from the second quarter on, just domination. Uh, Mr. Sam Carter, uh, how do you, what do you, uh, what you got for this game? Um, my first impressions are QB game needs to be picked up uh, for Clemson. You know, 
I, I think maybe some competition between Cade Klebnik and DJ Uyunglele. You know, maybe that would be for the best. Um, but, you know, not a terrible game by DJ. 209 yards and a touchdown. Um, he ran for one as well. But the defense, I mean, the O-line is looking scary. Obviously, Georgia Tech is pretty horrendous. Um, but, I mean, Jeff Sims is a pretty good QB. Uh, he he kind of handled last night pretty well, I thought. I mean, he was basically near getting sacked every play. Um but great defensive play by the secondary two. First play of the game, interception, and a missed what would have been a pick six later in the game, too. So, Yeah, and uh, Clemson will take on Furman uh, next week at home, and then Georgia Tech will take on Western Carolina. And now uh, I'm going to turn it over uh, you know, to myself for what I thought was the most exciting ending, you know, despite North Carolina, I think it was a better one. That came on Sunday night in the Superdome, Florida State, uh, LSU. And uh, let's just break it down in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, you know, Florida State is punting. They are up by a touchdown. Um, but there's the muffed punt by LSU. And then, you know, Florida State gets it down to the one-yard line. You know, I mean, think this is a punch and seal the game. Uh, but they fumble. And then, you know, LSU marches 99 yards down the field, scoring in the last play. Jare Jenkins uh, gets the touchdown pass from Daniels. And uh, then the special teams comes back to bite them. And the extra point is blocked. And I just feel like, you know, what can I say? I mean, just incredible ending. ACC on top. And can we just shout out Jordan Travis? I mean, an incredible incredible runner of, of the football. I mean, the same thing goes with Jarae Daniels. I mean, we just saw some excellent quarterback uh, rushing in this game, a really modern game, and, uh, you know, FSU goes to 2-0 the season. LSU is 0-1. Uh, Sam, we watched a little bit of this game together. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game, and how is FSU going to be able to compete uh, in the ACC Atlantic this year? Um, Florida State uh... – I mean, they definitely have some things to fix. You know, I don't know how good LSU is. Um, But, you know, if I'm a Florida State fan, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, You know, as far as how the last few seasons have gone. Um, But still, you have to look at this game like there are two muffed punts and two blocked field goals. You know, special teams on top for this game, at least for Florida State, definitely not for LSU. Um, So, you know, how much of that is luck? How much of that did uh, Florida State escape? Um, Right. You know, I mean, LSU played pretty horrendously in the first half. Um, So I'm not going to – I'm not going to just hand this one to Florida State like they won the game. They did everything in their power to lose. LSU didn't want it. so. All right, and there you have it uh, for that game. And then turning to another dose of tragedy uh, for ECU, um, you know, just an incredible, incredible 
you know, just fight in this NC State game. And they miss an extra point and a field goal late, and they lose by one to NC State. Uh, Devin Leary going with a just, I mean, a subpar game of 17 for 33, 211 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. And, you know, NC State ranked 13th. Sam, how does this change your perception of NC State? You know, they were supposed to be the competitors to Clemson in the ACC this year. You know, are you, you gaining a little bit of confidence uh, for that upcoming October matchup? Um, do not let this game fool you. NC State is a good team. I mean, this North Carolina State ECU rivalry, I mean, it rivals NC State Carolina. Right. Uh, you know, I would argue that it's, as far as in-state rivalries go, it's up there with Duke Carolina in basketball. Like, these two teams hate each other. There's, like, fights. You know, I don't know what year it was, but back in the day, ECU took down the goalposts at uh, Carter-Finley Stadium. I mean, that's a pretty hostile environment at uh, ECU. Um, You know, that place is going crazy when they score or, you know, when they're about to kick a field goal possibly win the game, but they miss it, of course. Um, don't let it fool you. State is a good team. Yeah, I mean, it really it really goes to show the complexion of college football. And, I mean, Sam, you broke that down beautifully. Um, you know, obviously they were moved down in the rankings a little bit, um, but at least they didn't suffer a loss, and that is kind of the key thing uh, for them. And speaking of the rankings, uh, let's take a quick look at the uh, new uh, – Top 25 rankings here. Um, Alabama remaining on top, and uh, you got Georgia taking up the second spot. Uh, Ohio State in the third spot. Um, Michigan jumping up all the way to fourth. Clemson falling to fifth. Um, you know, unfortunate for them to drop, but Michigan, you know, taking it over them. And then uh, Notre Dame moving down uh, to eighth, and then Utah moving down to 13th, and NC State moving down to 18th, and then. Um, you know, that's kind of – I'm looking for some other highlights. BYU jumps to 21st. Um, Arkansas jumps to 16th. USC jumps all the way to 10th. And, uh, you know, that's that's about it for the highlights. Uh, North Carolina still in the receiving votes section uh, with three votes there. And then, Sam, before we move it over to NFL, uh, any thoughts on the Utah-Florida game and, you know, kind of what that, you know – means for kind of the SEC and if Florida can be a contender this year? Um, again, I wouldn't let this game fool you uh, because we saw Oregon get blown out after being ranked 11th. Um, and then, obviously, Utah lose to an unranked team after being 7th. I, I just think that the Pac-12 – you know, is almost its own division of college football. It's like FBS. I mean, oh, whoa. not FBS. How about non-power five, power four? How about that? Okay. Uh, uh, but, I mean, come on now. I mean, that's pathetic. Oregon gets blown out by Georgia. Not even a game. They don't even score a touchdown. I mean, you're telling me that this is the 11th ranked team in the country and Utah loses to unranked Florida and they're the 7th team in the country? What is this, Dean? 
it's a it's a sorry conference uh, that is losing, um, you know, its members, and it's it's going to dissolve pretty quickly, I think, in the uh, the coming years. Um, but you know, a great weekend of college football, and uh, looking at some of the top matchups next week, um, week two college football, uh, some ranked matchups. You got Tennessee versus Pitt at Pitt three thirty. You know, important game for the ACC to demonstrate their dominance. That's going to be a good one. And then Kentucky against Florida. How did I miss Florida? Did I miss Florida somehow? Hmm. Hold on. Did I? Hold on. I may have made a huge mistake. I did make. Excuse me. The biggest highlight is probably Florida jumping to twelfth in the rankings. I did. I completely missed that. I was looking at the just the changes in the. Um, Kind of like when it, on the ESPN side, it has to get the rankings. So I apologize for that. Um, I'm completely discombobulated. Okay. Uh, Florida is taking on Kentucky. Um, you know, they're moving up to 12th. Sam, real quickly, you know, we talked about, so you said it's kind of a, a miss because of the Pac 12 being, would you, a power four? That's, that's a great quote right there. But, um, you know, does Florida deserve that 12th spot? I mean, that is a little lofty. I mean, it's. Basically, the first game this season for either of these teams, like, we don't know how good Utah was. I mean, they won the Pac-12 last year, but what does that even mean? You know, they lose a bunch of guys or some guys transfer or transfer out. I mean, there's no – this is why, like, I feel like there shouldn't be a preseason AP poll because there's no way to truly judge a team. Um, so it sets an unrealistic expectation for Utah that they should just go into the swamp and destroy Florida. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, I feel like, you know, we don't know how good Florida was, and we don't know how good Utah was. So you play that game, and it's not like Florida blew out Utah. I'm just, I don't know. I don't. Maybe they should be ranked like twenty second to answer the question. I mean, okay, twelfth is lofty, right? Well, uh, they will be taking on in on uh, excuse me, Kentucky in the swamp again. Um, gonna be sticky. It's gonna be hot. And then you got Baylor taking on BYU. That's the nightcap. Um, so that that's the it. Uh, that's week one of college football. Incredible stuff. Can't wait for week two. Uh, the NFL football kicks off. This Thursday, um, you know, with the, I believe, excuse me, the Bills taking on the Rams on Thursday night. Uh, the Rams unveiling the championship banner for the first time since the 1990s, back when they were in St. Louis uh, with Kurt Warner. And then uh, the Bills, I mean, excuse me, the Browns taking on the Panthers, uh, you know, a little revenge game for Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson still not playing. Um, Panthers are, you know, favored in that one by two and a half points. And, and then you got uh, the Steelers taking on the Bengals at 1 o'clock, um, you know, going into Cincinnati. That's going to be a tough game, taking on the defending AFC champions. Um, so, Sam, confidence, you know, how do you feel going into this game? You know, what would – actually, let me rephrase this. What would a win mean to you in terms of the Steelers? And also, Mitch Trubisky has been named the starter. Um, I, I don't know about Mitch Trubisky being the starter. That's kind of like, why not just go with Kenny Pickett? 
but, you know, it's a long season. Um, I think a win against the Bengals, start off with the division win, would be huge. Um, you know, set the tone early for the season. Um, I don't think it's vital, but, you know, it would be big. Okay. Wise words from Sam Carter. But uh, looking back, um, you know, it's it's going to be, you know, easier because uh, T. Higgins is questionable for this game. And then Sam, uh, making a pick for uh, the Cleveland Browns and uh, the Carolina Panthers, you know, ESPN picks the Browns to win. The Vegas picks the Panthers to win. Uh, you know, question mark at quarterback for the Browns right now. Who's your pick? I'm going with the Panthers. Um, who who are the Browns going to put at QB? They, I mean, they have they haven't really announced a decision yet. Um, it could be. I mean, there's nothing. Hold on, let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see. Give me like thirty seconds to find this. Okay. Um, man, they're making me look through a whole article. Okay, so they haven't really announced it yet. So, I mean, it. Oh. Hold on. It's Kevin Stefanski. Um, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Okay. It was just named it today. Um, yeah, I'm still sticking with the Panthers for that pick. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. You know, I pick my own team. You know, Sanders like to pick Clemson, but I, 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 can, I can be. Uh, objective for my own team. I think the Panthers have a defensive edge. Um, the noise will be back for the Panthers. A little bit of excitement. You know, the Panthers always start off 3-0, and and we're all riding high, and then it all falls to the ground. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen again this year. New quarterback, uh, you know, new energy with Charlotte FC, you know, kind of that, that – that, there's been a new feel in, in the Bank of America Stadium um, over the summer. So we'll see, you know, what the crowd is like at the first game. Um, but sure, certainly is going to be out of control. And also talking about out of control is Francis Tiafo at the U.S. Open. Uh, the American has made it to the quarterfinals. will play Wednesday, and if he continues to play uh, Friday and se- Sunday, which would be 9-11, and for an American to win the U.S. Open on 9-11, first American to win since 03 would be an incredible story. So watch out for him. Um, some characteristics if you don't watch tennis. Um, you know, he's just a dude from Maryland that wears a big chain that says Big Foe. <laughs> and uh, he's 24 years old, um, incredible personality. I mean, I, I love watching his interviews. You know, he, he really almost, you know, fell off the tennis mat um, during the pandemic, but he's come back and he just took down a doll last night. Um, that was super exciting to watch. And, uh, you know, watch for the chain, you know, and he's going to play – uh, Rublev, a Russian, tomorrow night. Um, so that'll be exciting. But a lot of going on in sports right now, Sam. And uh, kind of, you know, it's all coming together. And, you know, just before you know it, you know, NBA basketball will be starting. Uh, so a lot of, you know, a lot of swinging into action here. Um, but, uh, you know, if you could, if you, how about this? Quick little, I'm going to do a little closing question, Sam. Would you rather, 
the Orioles go 6-0, and or Clemson is guaranteed a win next week. I'm not saying that Clemson is going to lose, but Clemson will be guaranteed a win. Like, there's no chance they can lose. If they don't, if you pick the Orioles option, the Clemson still has to play, it'll be normal, but give me your, give me your pick. Um, you know, if we're playing NC State, I'd take the guaranteed win, but since we're playing Furman, I'm taking the Orioles' six straight wins. Well, we'll see what happens uh, in the coming week, um, but hopefully the Orioles can pick it back around because I, I would love to see Camden Yards in a playoff setting. Um, so a lot to look forward to there. So that's going to do it for episode number 88 of Corey Lowry. And hear from us next Tuesday.